Welcome to the Hannibal Files, a Strange Harbors podcast. This is a weekly discussion of Brian Fuller's serial killer drama Hannibal, which is now streaming on Netflix. Tonight, we'll be discussing episodes 10 and 11 of the third and final season, titled And the Woman Clothed in the Sun, followed by And the Beast in the Sea. Tonight, I'm joined by... Amir Tourette. And Derek Wong. The penultimate two episodes before our final episode, wrapping up this entire series. Uh, what did you guys think? I thought they were both solid episodes. Neither of them, I think, stands out as, I don't think, like, the, the best of the series, but I also don't think it categorizes itself as anywhere in the worst of the series. So I guess it's somewhere in that middle ground. Yeah, I am feeling a little bit fatigue from doing this back-to-back with Manhunter, you know? Um, yes, I can't help but compare them. Yeah, some of it does feel a little repetitive, and I do like individual parts of both these episodes, but they never really come together for me. Yeah, I'd say they're mixed bags, for sure. I mean, we should just get into it, because in The Woman Clothed in the Sun, it gave us my favorite character in the entire series, fucking Zachary Quinto's Neil Frank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's really interesting. I actually like, I really liked seeing him. I love Neil Frank, because I totally forgot about, like, that they actually delve a little more into it after his last appearance, where you just get the tail end of what happened to him, where... Bedelia puts like her fist down his throat and he's dead already. You don't get anything right, else yeah. from him. But here, he's so funny because like he's the only normal dude in this entire crazy whacked out universe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's the only normal. You know what he's like? He, he reminds me of Frank Grimes on The Simpsons. You remember? Um, he's like Homer Simpson's nemesis or whatever. And he comes in and is like, whoop do you do I'm Homer Simpson. I'm like, you, you remember that, that episode where he, like, kills himself at the, at the nuclear power plant by accident uh, by trying to, like, show everyone how stupid Homer is? Um, uh, okay. It's I, like I really get early, that vibe. one of the early seasons, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the first time I've lost professional objectivity in a matter where Hannibal is concerned. What did he tell you? What do you think he told me? I think he told you that I'm paranoid. Are you? Yes. But that's not to suggest I don't have good reason to be. You don't trust Dr. Lecter? No, there's something wrong with Dr. Lecter. Did you think that way before he ended the doctor-patient relationship? No, it's why he ended it. He knew I knew. I went to him mildly depressed, had trouble sleeping. I ended up wildly depressed, not sleeping at all. You believe your condition worsened under Dr. Lecter's care? Care? He told me to eat more red meat and uh, wrote a prescription. And have you been taking the medication he prescribed? Hell no. He wanted to administer phototherapy to advance my circadian rhythms, help me sleep. But it wasn't phototherapy. He stuck me in front of a light, and I woke up somewhere else. 
Because, like, he comes in and he's like, um, I kind of have some anxiety and some trouble sleeping. And then Hannibal's like, uh, how about some fucking narcotics and photo light therapy or whatever? Yeah. Have you tried, have you tried like, serial killing? Maybe that'll help, too, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. I just he, love that. He's kind of third wall breaking a little bit for me. A like, little bit. Because he's, he's just a guy who's, like... I guess hanging a lampshade so hard on the fact that this universe is insane and that, like, anyone who went to Hannibal would be like, what the fuck are you doing to me? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, I actually really like that. I really like that. And I, and I like that even though it doesn't, like, fit with the episode at all. It I like doesn't, that we get, right? I like that we get a look at Bedelia and her psychology. It's very mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. So I, I do really love the Bedelia parts of this. I'm finding that, yeah. like you, I do have a little fatigue from seeing Manhunter recently. So, like, I'm loving the bits where it's doing something different from Manhunter and not so much liking the bits where it's recapitulating something. And I don't right. know if that's yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah. if that's fair. Maybe that's different because I just saw Manhunter. But and I don't know. You guys, when you saw it the first time, you, you must not have felt that same way, right? Yeah, because I, I've i only seen Manhunter once before. So, like, it wasn't even that fresh in my mind when I watched Hannibal for the first time. So, like, um, I didn't really have that problem. But, like, since we just did the episode on Manhunter, I'm definitely comparing more. I mean, we could just talk about it, right? Because, like, these two episodes are so, like, kind of scatter shot anyway. Like, we can just talk about, like, the individual pieces. Like, like the the tiger thing... Oh, actually, before before we leave this scene, I just want to say what I really liked about the scene was that I think we've been led to believe that this patient was somehow, I, I don't know what the right word is, like crazy or aggressive. Yeah, absolutely. That's the implication. Right? Like, it always just seems like he was right, the person right, right, to right. attack Bedelia. That, that Bedelia and that she has to defend herself. Yes. But in, in reality, we learned that, like Jeff said, he's the normal guy. He's just trying to... Get a, you know, he's trying he's to... He's a pure victim, right? Yes, trying, just trying to get yes. away from these people. And instead yeah. of helping him, Bedelia uh, crushes him for his weakness, right? I mean, it's weird, like... He he never, like, attacks her at all. Like, he starts choking on his own tongue, and then Bedelia finishes him off, right? Because I remember when I first watched this scene, I just had, the like, the initial inclination to be like, do we really need this? Like, how... What, what's the point of this? Because at this point... Like, what's like it going to add, right? Yeah, what's it really um, adding to, like, the like the Hannibal verse? But now having seen it, like Amir saying, like, this is different than what we've noticed in Manhunter, or what we've seen in Manhunter and the Red Dragon story... And it also fills in Bedelia's backstory, right? Where she's not as much of the victim as we've been led to believe, which I, I really yeah, like. Yeah, it's just a little bit of a shame that it doesn't fit into the architecture of the yeah. Red Dragon story as as much. I mean, I mean, it's just amusing, though. I, I do like yeah. it a lot. And I can just imagine, like, his uh, sessions with Hannibal. And Hannibal's like, oh, you know, like, killing must feel good to God. So, you know, who doesn't want to be God or something like that? And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know? Dude, you know what cannibal is? He's fucking Jordan Peterson. This red meat shit. Have you heard of this guy? He sounds familiar. So he's like a Canadian psychologist. He became really popular in right-wing circles uh, for whatever reason. It's like too complex to go into. But um, he like has all these, like, weird dietary restrictions and he ended up, like, he advocates like, he and his daughter both advocate, like, an all-red meat diet. And, uh, I don't know, then he, like, uh, ended up with, like, a benzodiazepine addiction and, like, he was, like, trapped in some hospital in Russia. Dude, his life is, like, insane. But, yeah, it, it sounds a lot like, I don't know, the whole recommending red meat as a cure to everything sounds like, uh, sounds like, sounds like a real-life guy who's 
Interesting. I wonder, in I wonder if he shit. took any kind of cues from Jordan Peterson. Who knows? I doubt it. I doubt <laughs> it. <laughs> it, just, it just reminded me of this guy. Whatever. That's complete. Complete tension. Yeah. Sorry. Um, no, it's cool. Um, so, um, yeah, let's talk about like the things we they do here. So, like the tiger scene where you know they go, they go to the zoo and Reba, you know, pets the anesthetized tiger. Doesn't really land for me here at all. It doesn't for me either. Actually, really, I, and I thought so it landed good for me in Manhunter. It's yeah. so incredibly like tense and erotic in Manhunter, and, and it does nothing for me here. Is the tiger real? I don't even think it's real. The the tiger in Manhunter is definitely real. Yeah, it looks but CGI in, in this one, and that just doesn't work. Here it looks work. CGI. Yeah, the orange is just know. like a little too orange. Um, there's something off about it. It doesn't exactly look real. Uh, see, I, that's what I liked about it is that she asked him to describe the tiger. She sa- he even says it like it it it's radiant, right? So like I love the fact that they took that next step to like with the lighting and even I think you guys are right. It's it's not real, right? The colors aren't real, but I I appreciated that he explains it like that and then actually that's what we're seeing. Yeah, it's intended to be this dreamlike, Hannibal visual, right? I don't know. I I really enjoyed the scene. It, I, it I worked get that for it's me. supposed to be unreal, but it just it doesn't work for me. So. Oh, all right. I think there's like this tenderness to the Manhunter scene. Um, that's a little lost here, I think. And it's not because the fault of the scene or how it's shot or anything. It's just the tone of the show does not allow for that kind of, I don't know, soft approach, I feel. And I just don't feel that there. It's, it's more weird than like, um, human. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and that's my mm-hmm. problem with this whole portrayal of do- Dollar Hide is that he's, weirder than he is human he's he's so they've gone so weird and baroque with him that he's not like a uh a relatable human being anymore like i bought they went less into the dragon transformation in manhunter mm. but i bought more tom noonan being torn between these two halves when they went less into it when you could see the human side of him and how he could be appealing to others and how he was appealing and how he was he also like found appeal in others um mm-hmm. And I, and I liked that more human one more. This guy is more clearly off the deep end, and it just doesn't land as well for me. I think for me, it's less the tender. The tenderness is missing to me throughout, but I think for me, what's missing is like the erotic tension there. He's just as he, I don't know. It just seems like he's kind of like, hey, here we are in a zoo. Whereas like <laughs> in the it like whereas like in Manhunter, Tom Noonan is like about to lose it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's a little different. And yeah, so that's generally yeah. generally like um you you kind of hit the nail on the head with my problem throughout is that the, this this dollar high is a little less human and so i find it less interesting not that there isn't anything good about the portrayal because it's cool no no, no. it's very it's very cool i like um there's sort of little sex scene on on the couch leading up to the bed that's all very good Mm -hmm. um like you get his physicality is really like important there and like how he's big and muscular and kind of good looking like that's all different Mm -hmm. and that's important and that works well him just picking her up off the couch is really effective um yeah her blowjob is really good. And his like shocked look on his face, like that actually really lands. But <laughs> yeah, um, just the tiger scene was so iconic for Manhunter. It was just so immediate. It, it was, it was, yeah, yeah, searing. Yeah. And it's and it's not not quite the scene here. <clears throat> like I said, I, I enjoyed the scene, but I definitely see your points. So I mean, I think it's just a 
difference of opinion. Yeah. I do like that they try to use more of the, I mean, we've talked a little bit about this in Manhunter, but like, I guess this adaptation uses more of the, the actual like William Blake paintings and like the fact that even like we get the scene where when they, they are having sex, like Reba becomes that, you know, uh, the woman, woman yeah, in the painting, clo- right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I really enjoyed that about their relationship or what they've kind of doing to kind of elaborate on their relationship more than I think Manhunter does. So I think I still like this portrayal more. Mm. That's fair. That's interesting. Yeah. It's not, it's not that it's a bad portrayal. It's just, it's just a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of talked about the Bedelia scene already. I don't know if you guys have anything to revisit for that. And then uh, we have Dollar Hide Go to the Museum, which I love this bit. Because like you said, the, the show has a much tighter focus on, uh, on the William Blake aspects. And mm-hmm. uh, he's totally, like, creepy and scary here. And his consuming of the paper is just, like, feral. I really yeah. love that. I yeah. really, really love that. Well, and I love the, like, into- quick exposure. Like, it, it's, like, zoomed in on his mouth, and you see him open his mouth, and you see his his teeth are in, right? Uh, yeah. The ones that he wears. So, like, I really love that shot. Right before he then starts to tear and eat the, the painting. Yeah. Um, a fun, like production factoid is that they actually try to get him to eat like rice paper reproduction of the painting um but it didn't look real it looked like too transparent um so he actually ate like paper paper for the scene what uh, that's awesome yeah. i mean paper's really cool. not gonna kill you it's fine i know like but it's just like i can't imagine how many takes he probably did of this right i know i know <laughs> But uh, that's that's commitment. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like it's like having the real tiger versus the CGI man. One of them just lands better. <laughs> okay, so I, I want to ask this only because it's just for my own benefit. So, because I, I was always a little confused when I first saw this, and then also seeing it in Red Dragon, is he eating it because he's trying to make the dragon go away? Is that his idea? Is that if he consumes no. the painting? No, I don't think. So. I don't think so. I think he's trying to further become here. And yeah, he's totally, I think he's trying to, to like he's totally in the throes of the dragon right now. But but then I, I isn't it the struggle between like he doesn't want to hear the voices anymore that are telling him to go after Reba? And that's why I yeah. thought he was eating the painting to try to get rid of it. That was my interpretation. But maybe I'm wrong. I didn't think so, but it's reasonable. I mean, I get why you're saying that. There's definitely that conflict there within him, but I don't think it's expressed through the eating of the painting. I think the eating of the painting is clearly like a apotheosis, a triggering of a metamorphosis or, or completion of a metamorphosis or whatever. I think the intention is a little more straightforward. I definitely see the the push and pull of the conflict of him and Reba, but I do think that the eating of the painting, to me, it. it feels like it's the painting and the dragon calling out to him and he's fulfilling that transformation by like consuming the painting right i i think i i definitely get that mm-hmm. that feeling and that, and you kind of see that with uh, his his little uh therapy session with hannibal too right at the end he like he like becomes the the painting like he hasn't consumed it yet but like you know what i mean yeah and um another thing i want to point out is like how different this is from Manhunter, where Manhunter is so consumed by like the the procedural aspect, and here Hannibal's has never been about like the procedural aspect. It never gives a shit about like the forensics really that much. They they always play fast and loose with the rules and stuff, and and I think that's that's an interesting 
uh, contrast you see here, right? Because you never see like really how Dollarhide is contacting Hannibal, and like Hannibal in the next episode even like hangs a lampshade on it. He's like, "Oh, how did he contact me? Like, did he put a personal ad? Did he write me on a roll of toilet paper or whatever?" Right? And like you see some like stuff with like the phones and things like that, but like they, they never explain anything, right? Like he's he's broken into what is it Hannibal's old study to call him to pretend to be his lawyer. But, like, you don't see what he actually does, right? He's just like, oh, he's calling him, and now he's talking to Hannibal, you know? Um, it never bothers fleshing out those details, and, and I think that's an interesting contrast. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. And, uh, like, another little bit with that is, like, Manhunter made so much importance of, like, the tools he used to, mm-hmm. to whittle the, like, right, mahjong right, right, right. tile and, like, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, just none of that. Is, it, like, they bring it up, but none of that is relevant to the line of the episode, right? Yeah. Um, and then one interesting change I know compared to I think the Red Dragon story is that Will interacts with him right at the museum. Yeah, like, I don't think that's part of the original Red story. No, I don't think or so. Red no, Dragon yeah. storyline, and I mean that's all brought up because uh, Will and Hannibal have a, a little meetup, and Hannibal is the one who kind of gives Will the suggestion. Well, like the Red Dragon is very famously you know drawn by. William Blake. Mm-hmm. It's kind of great to to see that kind of side of Hannibal back, right? The one that's kind of pushing and pulling people into the into the directions that he wants them to. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it's mentioned in the next episode. Like Will's, like you're the one who gave me the suggestion about William, um, William Blake, and you knew that Tuesdays were closed, and you know people that are going there to study the the painting would be there. So you knew that we were going to be there at the same time. It's like. You know, it's Hannibal doing Hannibal, which is great. Mm-hmm. And uh, one really cool thing I, I don't know if you guys noticed in that scene is when they're like facing each other and you see like Will's reflection in the glass. It's like mm-hmm. perfectly overlapping Hannibal's face. Did you guys notice yeah. that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was a beautiful shot. Great shot. Yeah. Nice shot. Yeah. Yeah, but then it then this all kind of leads into the, the what we're talking about the painting and and him eating it and then him attacking Will. Yeah, which is pretty much basically the end of this episode. Yeah, very fragmented, uh, kind of, but still better than most of the other stuff you see on TV. I'm, yeah, I, I still like the show. I but I would completely agree with you. Like, it's nice to see all that Bedelia stuff, especially her her backstory with her patient, which I thought was beautifully handed with her like. It, it kind of skipping back and forth between her session with um, Zachary Quinto and then her talking with Will. Like yeah, I really, yeah, I like that. that. Nice. But you're right; it doesn't really fit this episode. It feels like it was just a way to get Bedelia into one of these episodes, right? Mm-hmm. Like one of these last six episodes. So I don't. That's how it feels to me. I don't know about you guys. So it does feel a little shoehorned in, and maybe it does like you said, doesn't quite fit. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think it would have fit in better in season two? Probably. Or the first half of this season, which was so concerned with Bedelia, right? Right, that's true. Like, I feel like that actually goes more in the first half, I guess. And Jeff's the one who mentioned it. We even saw the end result, right? We saw, like, a real quick snippet in the first six... I don't remember what episode in the first six episodes where Bedelia is just, like, pulling her hand out of the throat. Like, we see it. It's almost like Mm -hmm. it's teased, but then they decide not to give it to us until the second half, which is... Right. A little strange, because like we're saying, it doesn't seem to fit this episode. I was just going to say, I do like that it finally kind of peels the last layer 
of ambiguity away from Bedelia de Maurier, right? We've never really known what yeah. she's about. And then, like, as the show goes on, we kind of zero in on her more and more and more. But even at the end of, like, that first half of season three, that European adventure, we still don't know, like, why the hell did she go with Hannibal to begin with? Like, what was mm-hmm. the what was the horrible fascination? And I guess she, she sort of explains it herself, or, like, I don't know, sort of contempt for weakness and that impulse to do harm when she sees vulnerability. Um, I thought that, I thought yeah. that was really interesting that they do find, kind of try to wrap it up in a weird way. Yeah. I mean, it, it goes back to like whether she's an observer or a participant, right? And, exactly. Yeah. And here you get a much clearer answer, right? Uh, finally with two episodes left. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that this final stretch could have been condensed into four episodes instead of six. I think these last couple of episodes, you really feel a little bit of the of the show stretching itself out. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, a, a two hour movie into like a six hour. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, I mean, I think I think it would benefit from the fleshing out of four episodes, but I think six episodes you start getting a little padded. Yeah, yeah. Not not to not to say that the the ending isn't a banger, which will. Get into next week, and but, there's some cool, um, there's some cool stuff like like the yeah, the there's definitely some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Is definitely like it's cool to see Bedelia again. It's cool to see Abigail yeah, again. Like, yeah, 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 as weird and not fitting as they are, it's just like hey, like last hurrah for these characters, which you know we may not see again. Yeah, it's it's compelling. It just doesn't co- cohere. No, as, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't as much as you would like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should we move on to the next episode? Yeah, absolutely titled and the beast from the sea okay so the beginning of this episode this is kind of partially why i was thinking that he ate the painting because even alana says it right at the beginning of the top of the episode it's like she says maybe he's trying to stop i mean it could it could be it's 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 ambiguous i feel it's ambiguous enough that you can make either argument i agree i agree what i really liked about this episode is we got this i what i call them sessions right hannibal sessions Mm-hmm. And we had one with Francis and Hannibal, and like Francis can see himself having the conversation with Hannibal. Like we've never mm. seen that, right? Yeah, and it's like this like out of body experience for one of the characters. Like I don't know if it represents one of them is Francis and the one of them is is the Red Dragon. Like is it the Red Dragon that's talking to Hannibal, and the, and then it's Francis like watching the Red Dragon talk to him? like I don't know. I that's what I thought. Maybe that's what it was representing. Uh, yeah, it's it's very stylized. I thought it was very cool that we like we kind of get this new twist on one of these like sessions that Hannibal has, mm-hmm. and uh, we get the very famous line, right? Save yourself, kill them all. Yeah. Another change I actually quite enjoyed was that I mean we saw in Manhunter, right? Which is it's funny, right? It's a movie that takes place in the '80s, so like the idea of like people ha- having to take their home videos and like process it in a actual like you know like store. Mm-hmm. Or send it to a company to process is like, you know, very much dated for back then. It, you wouldn't need to do that now, right? He wouldn't be able to get like home videos of people that he didn't shoot himself. And so it's really interesting that the the change that they made was that, you know, he shot a video of Molly and Walt. And that's the video that he's watching, right? Well, mm-hmm. while, um, you know, lounging around with um, Reba. So I thought that was a pretty nice change uh, on their part. Yeah. Uh, should we get into Hannibal sicking Francis Dollarhide on, on Will's family? Yeah, this um, is yeah. crazy. I find it I find it very interesting that Hannibal 
never really lies, right? Because he even tells Will that indirectly he's going to send Dollarhide after his family. But Will's, Will's just a little too dense to, to understand what he's saying. Why? Because he's like, whose family do you see when talking about Francis Dollarhide? He's like, do you see your own family? And Will's like, I don't know. You know, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't get it. Pick up on it, he, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't pick up on that. Yeah, so I think it's I think it's really interesting to look at Hannibal's psychology that way, and like he he probably thinks that I don't know, like lying is for lesser beings, and 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 it's beneath him, um, and he likes to manipulate with half truths, right? We've seen that like throughout this whole series, right? Yeah. So yeah, sicking the red dragon on Molly and. Her kid. <laughs> Walter? Walter, right? Yeah, Walter. I think it's Wal- Walter's is, is yeah. the son's name, yes. I actually really enjoyed that actual you know, set piece, right? Because it's very yeah, different yeah. than what we get in Manhunter. Manhunter, we, we know that, or the, the FBI quickly figures out that um, Francis Dollarhide is going to go after Molly and Walt in mm-hmm. the Manhunter movie. And then they kind of stop it, right? They, they show up to, to keep them safe. But in this version, no one yeah, figures it's out. Yeah, a little bit yeah, of a twist. Yeah, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you kind of know that the show's not going to play it the same way. And so I thought that was re- a really effective way of keeping the tension high, right? And it is a very mm-hmm. tense scene. It is very scary. And I love it. I love how smart she is, right? Like, yeah, she's smart. And yeah, well, Dollarhide poisons their dogs first, which is fucked up. I I was definitely afraid that the dogs were going to die the first time I watched this. I was like. Brian Fuller, you piece of shit. But I read, an interview, <laughs> I, I read in an interview that like Brian Fuller was like, I love dogs. I would never kill a dog on my show or whatever. So you can't John we can't John Wick dogs anymore, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what do you think about that little bit of Chinese xenophobia or whatever? Do you guys okay, catch yeah, that? that's I what like, I wanted to mention. Well, I was like, why is the food got to be Chinese, man? Yeah, dude, that, was like, <laughs> that like stuck out like a sore thumb. It was like, oh, I bet they ate Chinese dog food. That shit is poison or whatever. Like, wait, what the fuck yeah. was that about? I was like, what? I was like, what? <laughs> it was super weird. I don't know what that was about, yeah, but it was uh, super, fuck that vet. Super weird, yeah. <laughs> They didn't have to be Chinese, right? Like, what? Like, do you even... I don't even know where my dog's yeah, food is manufactured. Like, how do you even know? Yeah, it was just really weird. Maybe it's a thing back then that that, that happened? That it was oh, like yeah, a, like it was in the news or something? I don't know. Like, who yeah, knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Loss of the context makes us question <laughs> this vet. <laughs> absolutely. This vet is canceled. Phew. <laughs> this vet canceled. is canceled. <laughs> But I do I, – what I do like is the way Francis uses – I don't know what he's using. It looks like a stocking. It's, it's partially sheer. Yeah, I think it's right? stocking. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I love the yeah, way he puts yeah. it over his face just like Tom Noonan's um, mm-hmm. rendition right, of, right, right, right. Or, or, of, of uh, Francis Dollarhide. So I thought that was a really cool homage to that. Yeah. Wait, so what was the purpose of them poisoning the – of him poisoning the dogs? That's like what he. That's his mo, right? Is he he attacks the animals first, so that oh, there's yeah, no so there's no can. warning system. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. And okay, and that's, that's uh, you thought. know, will he has plenty of warning systems? <laughs> so yeah. that's really sad. Like that's like what he has like four or five dogs or something. He's right? got a shit ton of dogs. I think he's got a lot of dogs. Yeah, so it's like oh. <laughs> The one kind of frustrating thing was like when she, you know they have they they have the very specific conversations like oh let's not tell your dad, uh, which is the exact opposite thing he should have done because the second you told him he would have been like red uh, flag. He would have realized like yeah, yeah that's yeah, true yeah, yeah. That's, that's very true. true. In the end, I mean, they get out of it. Someone dies still though. 
because they stop yeah. a car and the guy gets shot right in the head. But and I mean, she gets shot in the shoulder. But I mean, they they make it out alive, just like the Red Dragon story, right? They don't get they don't really get harmed. They don't die. Uh, yeah, Molly plays it pretty cool. She's she's pretty cool under pressure. I, I would say that they uh that they got out of this with just a gunshot in her shoulder. Right? Well, they did a good job beating him with the car alarm, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so I did want to mention this. So I maybe it's just for me. I may maybe me not paying enough attention, or just maybe the the setting is just so similar. Like I actually thought this was still Will's house from like you know the first two seasons we've seen it, but it can't. Yeah, be, Yeah, right? it's very vague. It's very ambiguous. Is it though? What? I don't know. But it can't be right because no, this is wouldn't no. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, where no, they it's moved not, it's to not. and like. Yeah, they moved. They moved. Right, right, right. Where they moved to in the Midwest or whatever, because he's from he's in yeah. Virginia at first, right? And they moved to yeah. God, where do they live? Was it Michigan, Wisconsin? I don't, I don't know. Oh, I might have missed that detail. Then I didn't realize he actually moved. Oh yeah, that's one hundred percent not his. his oh okay, yeah, I, might, yeah, I yeah, must have missed that detail. Definitely I, different. I just feel like the setting's so similar, and it's like a cabin house. I was like, is this the same house? Like, why would Hannibal need to find his address? He knows where he lives. But then it would make sense that yeah, it only probably. makes sense that he's moved. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's my bad. Like, the one thing I don't... I don't think that the Hannibal series does very well compared to, I think, the other kind of adaptations of the story is that that relationship he has with the son. I think, especially in Manhunter, I really love that the... I, I don't want to call them slower moments, but, like, the moments where he has a son, right? He, where he takes him grocery shopping, right? Mm. They, they have, like, moments to themselves, and it really shows that they have, like, an actual relationship yeah, with each other. Yeah, that's true. There's none of that here. Yeah. Like, they've kind of forego any of that, really. And I don't know if it's partially because it's, like, adopted, you know, son versus, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know Maybe, if Maybe, but I think it's also, like, just the show only has so much room for intimacy, and so much of it is caught up between Will and Hannibal, right? Like, well, it's just but but you you mentioned that though but like Manhunter does in two hours well we're saying this is a six hour version of you know Red right. Dragon no so they, they have the room yeah. to expend the sun if they really gave a shit but they just don't because he's not as important as Hannibal is right like that's the point is that like is that they're more interested in the relationship between Will and Hannibal than between Will and his son um, yeah which I think makes which I think makes sense for what this show is right it's called Hannibal yeah so uh, it's not Manhunter right we're not getting these. Short glimpses of Hannibal in a story that's about Will. This is like that's true. Uh, that's you know, true. This yeah. is the Will Hannibal story. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we could have used like an extra tender moment between Will and yeah, what, Walter. Whatever. Fuck them kids. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I will. I will say that kids in movies and TV are generally awful. Generally so, suck. Yeah. Um, um, and I think I think Walter being like a perfectly fine non-person is is as probably as good as we're gonna exactly. get i mean so uh, well no i mean to be fair the best you can get is like i don't know the game of thrones kids or something right who are like 10 or 11 and they're just crushing really complicated interesting roles that's right true. That's so true. like there's like that or like i don't know if you like the harry potter series but those are pretty famous you know kids roles where they actually have to do a lot of carrying on their backs right um mm-hmm. it's definitely not that but yeah i mean he's fine it's inoffensive but it's just not it's just yeah, not the focus yeah. of the show. So like I think it's totally fine yeah, that they, yeah, that they yeah, didn't, yeah. right? Yeah. Like I would rather have the random weird not fitting scene with Bedelia than have mm. like another moment with Walt. Like who cares? True, true, true. 
Like, that is that is much more memorable. Like I, sure. I suspect both the show and the will on this show don't really care so much about their son. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking uh, of which, does anybody do you- care about any kids named Walt? So? <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. So, do you think that Hannibal intends Dollar Hyde to actually kill Will's family, or is he just like stirring the pot, just doing his Hannibal thing? I think it's just one of those things where, he, like, if if he killed the family, he wouldn't care. Like, I think he's just trying to see if he can bait. I do think it's yeah. I think it's another one of those. He's he just wants to see what happens. Gotcha. You know? uh, um, but you would think that for all that they've been through, that he would not send a serial killer to murder Will's family. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, this is. I mean, uh, Bedelia kind of makes this point. Uh, Will's wife is sort of the other woman, right? Like, this is the... Yeah. Hannibal's yeah. kind of playing a third wheel here. Um, I thought that was interesting. She just goes, how... And I don't... What is she... Is she just... Is she just being as literal as she sounds? Or she's just like, hey, does your wife know how intimate your relationship has been with Hannibal? Is there more to that that I'm not picking up? Or is she just saying, like, does your wife know how deep and dark this goes? Is there something else there? I think it's more that. I don't think like he's trying to suggest there's like yeah i don't think there's anything else yeah yeah yeah. i I think it is i think it is more just the intricate past that they have with each other right yeah and and back to the again uh who's obviously more interesting walt because here we are talking about her again she does talk about um how her relationship with hannibal was less intimate than will's and so she was able to construct this like i don't know false personality or whatever as a barrier armor whereas will was always naked he was always so you know Intimate and tight and you know, close to Hannibal. I think it's interesting. I think that's also interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty good stuff. So, so there is some punishment here, though, for what Hannibal for Hannibal's tricks, right? Well, before we yeah. get into the punishment part, I mean, we could talk about. I mean, Jack and Alana want to use Hannibal, right, to try to bait Francis. Right, yeah, they're not going to do the whole Freddy Lounge thing, as you guys said, like last week. Like we've already seen this Freddy Lounge plot, like plot line. We don't want to do do that same thing again, right? So they're doing something a little different here. So they know, like Hannibal knows who this person is, and they know that the lawyer hasn't been call- the actual lawyer hasn't been calling Hannibal. So they want to use Francis to, or I'm sorry, they want to use Hannibal to try to bait Francis. All right, I gotta, I gotta say, Jack, Alana, and Will—they're all. They're all all around dum dums here <laughs> for for fucking trusting Hannibal, thinking that you can control Hannibal to to manipulate him to do what you want him to do. I mean, like that's also evident in like Will asking Hannibal, like, "Oh, who's he gonna target next? Come on, you think he's really gonna tell you?" Like, oh, it's like, "Oh, he's gonna target your family or whatever." <laughs> he's not gonna say that shit. He's not gonna say that. Um, his quid pro quos and stuff. You're you're never gonna get a straight answer out of him, you know. So I think I think they're all a little dumb and naive and thinking they can. Especially, all right, like in the world of like Manhunter, maybe, but like especially with all the past stuff that we've been through with all these characters, like come on. <laughs> yeah, like why are you still trying to use Hannibal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I understand. But actually, I was thinking about this particular scene and. I actually think it would have been better if this scene came earlier in the show, right? Which one? This scene where he he actually has the conversation with Francis, and then he tells Francis at the end they're listening, right? Mm. Like, and then it, it goes into like 
what Alana does to Hannibal and all that stuff. But I, I think this scene actually should have replaced the earlier scene. Not replaced, but kind of almost... Uh, it's it's really hard to... I mean, this is us me trying to like fanfic this, I guess. But like, <laughs> I think the line, kill them all, save yourself, would have been perfect to end this conversation rather than just they're listening, right? Mm, that's true. That's, the, that's kind of interesting. Uh, sorry, Amir, you're talking about the punishment that comes after this? Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess uh, this is how, this, this is the difference between Hannibal, Hannibal Free and Hannibal Cage is that, you know, when he gets up to his little shenanigans and manipulations, he can at least be punished. So Alana go, go, follows through with her promise to take away his dignity. And so she takes, like, all the paintings, like, everything, his toilet. Yeah. Which is, like... What are you gonna do? Just shit in the hole that's left? Right? So, yeah, that's probably that's probably what's gonna happen. Oh, <laughs> he'll 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 just imagine a really nice toilet. That's what he'll do in his mind. Yeah, house. <laughs> my palace toilet. <laughs> my palace toilet. <laughs> but I I will say that this episode kind of for me ends on a little bit of a dud. Right, this is like one of those episodes where it's just Molly wakes up, has a conversation with Will. Mm-hmm. Uh, where she doesn't really blame Will, she kind of more blames herself. She says she blames herself and Jack, which I thought, you know, yes, Jack should take some Definitely blame. Definitely blame Jack, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do really like this transition where she like she's Will's like walking away from her, and then it transitions to him like walking towards Hannibal. Mm-hmm. Right, I thought that was really cool. But then their conversation really like just ends abruptly and then, then the the episode ends abruptly and i'm just like oh that that didn't leave me with that desire to like you know like usually like hannibal episodes like at the end like just really pull you in and like are teasing something in front of you and you're really excited to watch next week like this is one of those where it's just like yeah bleh. yeah considering there are only two episodes left you'd think that you'd have a little more of a, a tug yeah. a cliffhanger yeah, yeah. absolutely so yeah, that's that's definitely one of one thing I would I would mention about this episode. It just does not have the strongest ending for me. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you guys want to bring up? A bunch of different things going on. A lot of kind of wheel spinning, but not really. Um, I I kind of wanted to see more Freddie Lowndes because you brought her back already, um, and I feel like this Francis Dollarhide Red Dragon at large would be right up her alley, but um, she hasn't reappeared since her appearance earlier in these last stretch of episodes right um especially because the character herself or not herself but the character itself plays a huge part in the red dragon story yeah so you would think that yeah they would try to find a way to maybe weave her character in more especially also because we didn't see her the very the first six episodes so it's it's yeah. it's, it's kind of yeah i I, mm. I agree i wish we kind of got more of her through these last four episodes yeah some interesting production tidbits Oh, okay. This last episode was co-written by Don Mancini, which is very, very funny. He's he's the director of all the Child's Play movies. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> very, very random. Weird, yeah. The director is uh, Guillermo Navarro, who's mostly known as the cinematographer for Guillermo del Toro. Oh. So, um, interesting little tidbit. And we don't really talk about the production behind the show that much, but Guillermo Navarro's directed a bunch of episodes it's, it's interesting but yeah i guess if no one has anything else i think that will conclude this week's episode uh jeff where can people find you you can find me on my blog at strange harbors and you can also find me on twitter and instagram at strange harbors what about you guys 
this week. I got nothing. What about you, Derek? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me at the wrong dig, dig spelled D-A-Y-I-K, and that's for Instagram and Twitter. But you also can find me on my other podcast called Geeks in a Pod, where we uh, talk all things kind of movies, television, gaming, etc. And you can find that on any really major podcast platform. Uh, but if you liked this episode, the easiest way to support our podcast is to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other popular podcast app. If you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please do us a favor and give us a great star rating. It really helps to get our podcast out to many more people. Yeah, and if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, feel free to shoot us a line at jeff at strangetrappers.com. We like getting listener mail, and sometimes we even read them out on the air, so... Let us know if you have anything you want to add. Next week is the the end, right, of this journey that we... Yes, it is the end. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about the last two episodes of Hannibal, uh, season three, and at this moment, the series finale, but let's hope. Yes, maybe there will be more. Yes, hopefully. Thank you guys for listening, and I guess we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, I'll see you guys next week. See you next week, everybody.